My name is Dean Proctor, and welcome to today's episode of the What Is This? podcast. In late 2019, I came into possession of several thousand 45 RPM records from the 1950s to 1980s. In excitedly pulling them from the boxes to examine them, and having been a music fan for my whole life, many of these artists and their records were familiar to me. At other times, though, I found myself, after putting one on a record player, asking, what is this? This podcast, focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection, complete with their pops, crackles, and Q-burn intact, is an attempt to answer that question. What is this? When I started off episode four of this podcast, I talked about how I was looking through some records at a community book sale and a 45 on Apple Records caught my eye and I was curious what Beatles song I'd come across. And in that episode, I explained that it wasn't a Beatles record at all, but it was by the Ivies, who were, of course, to be renamed Badfinger shortly after that record was released. Well, I say all of that because in this 13th episode of the What Is This podcast, the 45 I'm looking at is another Apple record that caught my eye in a box lot of records and how, once again, it wasn't a Beatles record like I assumed it would be. This Apple record was a release by Ronnie Spector. That caught my attention, and it made this particular single stand out. After all, Veronica Ronnie Spector was most famously known as the lead singer of the Phil Spector-created and produced group The Ronettes. And the impact of Spector's writing and music production on the industry is immense. Run, 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 run. 
But history also records the turbulent, violent marriage of the former Veronica Bennett to the mentally unstable Phil Spector. And to be clear, this podcast is not going to delve into that part of Ronnie Spector's life. Much has already been said about it. Suffice to say, she is a survivor of domestic abuse of every form imaginable. And for that alone, she has my utmost respect. Phil Spector, on the other hand, was convicted of murder in 2009 and was sentenced to 19 years to life in the California state prison system. As of today, Phil Spector is an inmate of the California Health Care Facility in Stockton, California, and the world is a better place as a result. Back to Ronnie Spector, though, and this Apple record that turned up in my collection. The song we're looking at today is called Try Some, Buy Some. The song was written by George Harrison during sessions for the All Things Must Pass 1970 triple album. That album was co-produced by Phil Spector and featured this song. The song Try Some, Buy Some didn't make it onto that album. It was among the material left over when the album was finally sequenced. When a comeback project for Ronnie Spector was undertaken, that song was resurrected. And when I first looked at the single, I thought, hmm, written and produced by George Harrison, released on the Apple Records label, sung by one of the most powerful and distinctive female rock and roll voices ever, this is going to be great! And then I played it, and that's what made me ask, what is this? Way back in time, someone said try some, I tried some, now buy some, I bought some, whoa, whoa, whoa. After a while, when I had tried them, denied them, I opened my eyes. The song is definitely a far cry from Be My Baby or I Can Hear Music, songs that Ronnie's voice has become inextricably connected with. And musically, it's pretty far removed from other George Harrison pieces, too, whether solo or as a Beatle. In fact, the melody is quite repetitive and very simple. And apparently that's due to the fact that George Harrison wrote the song on a keyboard instrument, which he was less proficient at, rather than on guitar, on which of course he was remarkable. And apart from the melody, and not surprisingly for a George Harrison creation, the song has a deeply spiritual bent to it. The lyrics appear to reflect Harrison's perception of God amid temptations associated with the material world, and they take the form of a recollection of his first spiritual awakening. Not a thing that I see 
The song found its way to Ronnie Spector during sessions for a proposed Ronnie Spector comeback album. Those sessions took place at London's Abbey Road Studios starting on the 2nd of February, 1971. For the proposed album, Ronnie Spector also recorded a couple of other George Harrison compositions, one called You and another one called When Every Song is Sung. The comeback part of the equation came because of her troubled husband's temporary withdrawal from music making in 1966, and that had forced Ronnie to reluctantly abandon her own music career, too. So a comeback was in order. Her version of Try Some, Buy Some features a, a choir, a long, lavishly orchestrated instrumental passage, and a who's who of backing musicians on those sessions. That includes George Harrison, Leon Russell, Pete Ham from Badfinger, Klaus Vorman, and Jim Gordon. Well, the single was released on April 16, 1971. It's Apple record number 1832. And along with that was a throwaway B-side called Tandoori Chicken. It's a rockabilly-style song named basically for some takeout food that was brought in during the recording sessions, with the name just repeated over and over again. Try Some, Buy Some is notable for the extent to which the infamous wall of sound production style is present, as well as for being, well, a significant commercial failure for Phil Spector, similar in caliber to his failed 1966 production of River Deep Mountain High for Ike and Tina Turner. Try Some, Buy Some was at best a minor hit. It failed to place at all in the UK Top 50. It reached only number 77 in the US and only for four weeks. And here in Canada, it peaked at number 63 on the RPM Top 100. As a result of that poor showing, the proposed comeback album for Ronnie Spector was cancelled. The whole process, including the recording sessions, had been hampered in no small part by Phil Spector's infamously erratic behavior. Once again, he had undermined and sabotaged Ronnie Spector's immense talent. In 1973, Harrison added his own vocal onto a new mix of the instrumental track, and he included the result, Try Some, Buy Some, on his Living in the Material World album. And for her part, Ronnie Spector later admitted to being able, unable to understand the concept of the song and actually disliking it. Several critics have duly noted it's unsuitable as a vehicle for her comeback because it just doesn't sound like a Ronnie Spector song. You know, there are times when the sum of the parts amounts to less than the parts themselves. A song written by a Beatle, 
Recorded at Abbey Road Studios with an infamously successful producer, an all-star lineup of backing musicians, and arguably the greatest female voice in the history of rock and roll. That formula, by all common sense, should have produced an incredible song. As it relates to this song, that just didn't happen. And sadly, it left me wondering, what is this? What Is This is a podcast focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection of 45 RPM records. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your own social media circles and encouraging others to subscribe. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or any episode for that matter, email me at deanproctor at gmail.com. That's Dean with an E. And until next time, thanks for listening.